This podcast is not suitable for work. If you're under the age of 18, kindly and with all due respect, get the fuck out. I mean it. Go on. Bye-bye. Mm-mm. See you later. This isn't for you. Nope. Mm-mm. America has a strange relationship with sex. We're obsessed with it, but it terrifies us. We censor it because it's constantly being shoved down our throats. But our dirty little secret is we like things shoved down our throats, especially when we're in bondage or we're wearing leather or being slapped around a little bit. And, oh, God. <clears throat> I'm Sunny Megatron. Join Ken Melvoinberg and I as we explore, dissect, and demystify American sex. Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness. American Sex with Ken Melvoin Berg and Sonny Megatron. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to American Sex, a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative forms of sexual expression by challenging the puritanical ideals in the U.S. So this is episode 71 of American Sex Podcast. I'm Sunny Megatron, and my co-host is Ken Melvoinberg, and we're sexuality educators, pleasure advocates, and also kinky pervs. Ken's not with me today, but you'll hear him in the interview. We got a lot of shit going on American fuckers. So if you didn't hear before, it's official now. We are moving to Vegas. In fact, that's why Ken's not here. He is driving to Las Vegas right now as we speak to start settling in in our new home. And then I'm going to be following probably at the end of January, which is a huge whole clusterfuck pain in the ass because our youngest daughter's in high school and parents beware. If you have high school students and you're moving out of state, know that if you move towards the end of the semester, but the semester hasn't finished out, your kid could lose their high school credit. So now we have to stay until her semester's over and it's a huge pain in the ass. But anyway, the next few months are going to be real damn interesting. And on top of all of this going on, it has been a trying week on the internet. If you haven't heard, Tumblr announced that they are banning all adult content as of December 17th. Yeah, everyone's like, isn't that really what Tumblr is? Um, it's it's bad. You know, I agree. When it comes to porn, I believe that people should pay for their porn. Hey, people trying to skim free porn off the tube sites, go pay for your porn. Those performers deserve your money. However, when it comes to Tumblr, I kind of have a different view. Tumblr mainly reached women and people of marginalized identities. And it it's not just porn on Tumblr. When you go find your porn and sometimes you stumble across it, it's mixed in with more mainstream content. So for instance, educator Allison Moon gave this example in a media interview this week. You could search the term lesbian and you will get all sorts of different things. You'll get very serious, you know, academic sex ed posts. You'll get think pieces about sexual identity. You might get PG rated sort of memes. You will get posts from LGBTQ activists. You'll get art. And yeah, you'll also get some porn. So Tumblr's a really unique sort of animal. You don't find that in other places. And what it did for women and marginalized people was it gave them the permission to view pornography that they may not have otherwise seen or ever even thought to seek out on a pay site. Also, it may have introduced porn for people who didn't know porn for them existed. I'm talking about, you know, uh, LGBTQ content, people of size. There were a lot of black erotic photographers on Tumblr. So you, it wasn't the mainstream stuff. So yeah, this is pretty bad. And really, it's not about what's considered porn and even about the pay porn issue, even though that's an issue, but it's a separate issue. What this is really about is censorship of anything and everything sexual being a huge problem on the internet. Now, they say the direct driver of the Tumblr incident stemmed from a child porn issue, which we all agree, child pornography, very, very bad. Apparently, some found its way onto Tumblr and Apple learned about it and took Tumblr out of their Apple 
Play Store, I don't know, sub, I'm an Android, whatever you call it, the store, you couldn't get the app anymore. And yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. You know, nobody endorses child pornography. But the bigger issue is what's happening on Tumblr and what's been happening even before this and what's happening on pretty much all of social media right now can be traced back to the passing of SESTA-FOSTA, which is the Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act and the Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act. That became law this past April. And if you're just hearing about SESTA-FOSTA now or you need a primer, go back and listen to our SESTA-FOSTA episode with Kitty Stryker. That's episode 36 of American Sex Podcast. And I'll put the link to that in our show notes at American Sex Podcast podcast.com. But Tumblr is just the beginning. So this week, Facebook, they quietly updated their terms of service with a sexual solicitation section. Apparently, this happened in October, but people were just discovering it and starting to give it press this week. So basically, I'm going to tell you what this says word for word. Facebook tells us content that engages in implicit sexual solicitation, which can be identified by offering or asking to engage in a sexual act and or acts identified by other sexual elements, such as any of the following. This is where it gets hinky. One, vague suggestive statements such as, quote, looking for a good time tonight. Two, sexualized slang. Three, using sexual hints such as mentioning sexual roles, sex positions, fetish scenarios, sexual preference slash sexual partner preference, state of arousal, active sexual intercourse or activity, sexual penetration or self-pleasuring. Commonly sexualized areas of the body such as the breast, groin, buttocks, state of hygiene, genitalia, or buttocks. There's more, but just right there, they're basically telling us, you can't say, hey, I'm queer. Hey, I'm kinky. Hey, there's a support group for LGBT youth. This wording is so vague that anything and everything remotely sexual health related, I'm not talking titillating, I'm not talking erotica, I'm talking health, I'm talking you know, suicide prevention for LGBT youth, that is all banned technically under this kind of language. And it goes on. I'll leave a link to the terms of service again on the show notes so you can read it. But Engadget summed it up really well. They said, according to the policy, public discussion of, quote, sexual violence and exploitation is okay, but anything encouraging sex for pleasure between adults is now a bannable offense in public posts. So this is bad. Now, in addition, SESTA-FOSTA was designed to stop sex trafficking, which we're all on board with, sex trafficking bad, but it's actually enabling it because it's making the sex traffickers harder to catch. It's also putting consensual sex workers in danger by taking away their protections and their ability to screen clients. We've heard reports from law enforcement complaining that they can't catch traffickers after SESTA-FOSTA. We've seen a drastic increase in violent crime and murder of sex workers since April 2018. And again, listen to our episode with Kendra Lee Ryan. She talks about how clients are using SESTA-FOSTA to threaten sex workers. They say, you know, you better do what I say, or, you know, I know there's nothing you can do about it because of SESTA Foster. You better take it because I know you're hardly making any money now because of SESTA Foster. So this isn't only affecting sex workers, which is bad enough. It's a affecting people like Ken and I, sexuality educators, you know, people that teach adults, teens that lobby for comprehensive sex ed, you know, mandated on the state level. It affects LGBTQ activists that have a presence online and that are resources for queer and trans youth. And they're literally saving lives. We're all being snuffed out on social media. And you know what? So are you. If you're using social media, I mean, you're listening to this podcast. So obviously, you've used the internet to gain more sexual information. So yeah, it's affecting even you. Some of the other things that happened this week, because it's not over. I've had posts removed from Twitter. I've had posts removed from Reddit. I was supposed to make a discussion thread for last week's episode on sex toys. I post it. I can see it. Everyone else shows it as deleted, but it's not. Uh, I had a friend post about a casting call for a mainstream, non-explicit sex show, uh, a segment about interpreting your sexual dreams. Her Instagram account got completely disabled. One of my fans sent me a screenshot of a of Facebook intercepting a topless picture that somebody sent him by DM and replaced it with a message that like this has been removed because it's violated terms of service. 
Other sex educators I know have had their pages shut down in the last week. Ladycheeky.com, um, she got thrown in Facebook jail. You know, not only is she losing her Tumblr, she got thrown in Facebook jail for posting her logo for her website. I had another YouTube video removed about how to safely use nipple clamps. It's been up for years. There's no nudity, no salaciousness, absolutely nothing. This week also, Starbucks announced it's going to be banning viewing pornographic sites on their Wi-Fi, which I agree, you probably shouldn't be watching Horny Slutty Anal Housewives 5 in the middle of a cafe on a Tuesday afternoon. But sites like ours that contain zero visually sexually explicit anything but simply talk about sex, sexuality in a non-titillating way, including, you know, even websites of licensed marriage and family therapists. They're often lumped in with porn. We often can't access our sites at hotels, at libraries, that sort of thing. So I actually had to absorb the cost of setting up my phone as a hotspot because I never know where I might be if my site is blocked. And just this morning, a colleague got this message on their sex ed business page, quote, stories from your page are not being shown in newsfeed. This could be due to activities from your page that don't comply with Facebook's policies. This limit is temporary and expires within one week. This is all stuff that's happened in the last week. And what really gets me is social networks can do this. But have you ever tried reporting hate speech on Facebook? And I'm not talking vague language. I'm talking like, I have personally reported very vocal, self-described Nazis that say things like all Jews need to be exterminated and, and you know, derogatory term for black people too. literally those words. And I've gotten replies back from Facebook that, well, that doesn't violate the terms of service. Also, women are being banned for saying things like, I'm so tired of men or people being banned for simply using the phrase white people in a very non-derogatory, mundane descriptor type of way. But blatant hate speech like that from literal Nazis still stands, <laughs> which, oh my God. So SESTA-FOSTA might be behind a lot of the issues that are facing sex educators right now. But when it comes to social media, we have a much bigger problem going on. So I'm going to ask you all to just, you know, be a voice for us. Help us out. Watch our backs. Some of the things you can do is keep talking about this in the show notes. I'm going to have a bunch of articles about these issues. So please share them on social media. Also, another thing you can do is connect with your favorite sexuality educators and LGBTQ activists in alternative ways, namely by their email newsletters. You see, if social media goes down and our pages get taken down, the only way to stay in touch will be by email list. If you want to join ours, you can go to sunnymegatron.com slash newsletter or by texting the word Megatron to 444-999. Third thing you can do, support your favorite educator's work. It can be as simple as spreading the word about their events, about their work, uh, you know, because we can't advertise about our events anyway. And now we can't even post about them. Another thing, if you're shopping for sexuality-related items, use your favorite educator's affiliate links. They earn us a commission, and they often get you a discount, too. Fifth thing, if you've been contemplating buying our services, now is the time to do it because surviving in this world is hard. And the last thing, if your favorite sexuality educators have a Patreon and you're able to contribute, please consider becoming a member. So as for Ken and I, I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, we're going to keep fighting, but we also need to feed our family, right? So, oh, thank goodness that's podcasting is one of the last mediums that hasn't really greatly been affected by this yet, although our ability to advertise and spread word about the podcast is because we do that on social media. So we're going to keep focusing and concentrating more on the podcast and less on other areas of our work that are more dependent on social media. So this fucking sucks. So thanks for letting me get that off my chest. And thanks for listening. And thanks in advance for doing whatever you can do to help support your family of sex educators. So anyway, just a little bit of housekeeping, and then we're going to get on with our interview with Miss Quinn. Miss Quinn has been a webcam model and fetish pornographer for nearly seven years. She's also a clown fetishist, a cosplayer, and attends geeky conventions and 18 plus conventions. So Ken and I talked to Quinn about all sorts of things, namely our mutual love for all things clown sex. We talk about clown personas, what we get out of it sexually, why there's such a huge 
huge sudden interest in clown porn. Suddenly it's trendy. Everyone's hopping on the clown bandwagon. And also how the fear factor of clown play can sometimes be a key component and a whole bunch more. We also talk about camming. Quinn tells us about the incredible turnover rate for new cam girls. It's actually pretty bleak. One of the reasons is each model is like a like an independent contractor sort of. So they don't have the resources of support that they need to turn it into a longer term career and a lucrative source of income. Quinn has helped combating that with her cam girl camp, which sounds super duper fun. And we round out the conversation with details about her newest venture, reviewing horror movies on YouTube as a clown. And she also tells us about some surprising connections she's made from that new gig. But before we get to that really quick, I want to thank our brand new Patreon members. It's big welcome and heartfelt appreciation time to the new members of our Patreon family. Huge welcome and heartfelt appreciation to Minerva, who joined our Patreon family this week. We could not do this podcast without your support. And hey, American fuckers, if you're not an American Sex Podcast Patreon member, we'd love for you to be. Not only does your membership help support this show, you get lots of awesome perks too, like bonus stories from our guests. And Quinn actually has two that are going up this week, by the way. You get extra episodes, American Sex Podcast stickers, a personal video greeting, random surprises in the mail, and more. And one last thing, we've got something else cool for you too, and it won't cost you a damn dime. You can win a WeVibe Discover gift box and other goodies valued at $350 from Babeland while helping out American Sex Podcast too. Just take our Pleasure Products listener survey and you're entered to win. You can find it at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash American Sex Survey. That address, again, will be in our show notes for this episode at americansexpodcast.com, and the winner will be randomly drawn the last week of December. Good luck, and here is Miss Quinn. Normally, we say that we're very excited whenever we have guests that are on the show, because obviously a lot of these people are our friends, but I'm both physically and emotionally excited because we have the one, the only, the clowny Miss Quinn. So, Ms. Quinn, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. So, we love you for lots and lots and lots, lots of, of reasons. reasons. <laughs> However, uh, the first one that I want to dive into is something that we have in common that usually freaks people the fuck out, which is clown sex. Yeah? Yes, the best kind of sex. <laughs> so all right i know you you know you're all over the internet you're you're in your clowny fabulousness but i've never asked you like what is your clown origin story how the heck did you become the clown sex person <laughs> uh well it's oh my gosh it feels like it's such a long story really but i guess um uh, the, the <laughs> Like where it came from, really, uh, is I've given that a lot of thought over the years. Um, I think it just kind of came from uh, the cartoons and movies that I watched when I was younger. <laughs> but as far as getting into the, the porn part of it, uh, there wasn't any clown porn. Like I remember specifically being in college and being like, oh, I, I knew I was attracted to clowns and I didn't really understand it. And uh, I remember looking up clown porn <laughs> in my college days being like, well, this is doing nothing for me. I wasn't really seeing anything that I wanted. And then, uh, you know, fast forward a few more years and I'm doing porn and camming for about a year. And I was thinking, well, this would be a perfect time to explore this because I've never done it. And, you know, I might as well make it myself. I don't know about you, but what me, I, I didn't have the, you know, I wish there was clown sex inside of me before I discovered it out in the real world. I discovered it out in the real world first and I, and because of Ken. And I was like, what the <laughs> fucking fuck is this? And then I was like, I love it. Oh, um, so when you were having these first clown thoughts, and I'm sure you thought you were the only one in the universe having this, these clown thoughts. Um, what was it like? Did you think you were a weirdo? Were you just like, oh, this is hot. How come everyone doesn't love it? Oh, I absolutely did think I was a weirdo. As I mentioned, when I was in college, like I had my very first, like very first boyfriend that I, you know, had sex with or whatever. And uh, I told him about it and he was like, 
that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. What is wrong with you? And I was like, Aww. oh, yeah, that really that really hurt. <laughs> so I kept it real quiet and uh, then didn't really voice it until I was with the partner that I'm with now, who is absolutely wonderful, incredibly supportive. And it's not their thing, um, but uh -huh. they showed support when I you know, came out about it or whatever. And they're like, well, this isn't my thing, but... I'm going to do something to help support you. And so they ended up staying up like all night watching YouTube videos on how to make balloon animals. And I Aww. remember waking up and it was like the house was filled with balloon animals. And I was so touched <laughs> that they did that. <laughs> oh, my God. What an amazing clown ally you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is fucking amazing. That's, you know, you know, it's interesting because my experience was so different in comparison because I started off as being the grandchild of uh, somebody who was actually in the circus. Wow. Uh, so my grandfather was uh, a musician at, in the uh, shrine circus and he was part of the Oriental Shrine Band. And when I went there, it was like a huge fetish of mine because I got really aroused by trapeze artists. And I saw that the mm. people that were having the most fun were the clowns. And I didn't do anything with it either until years later. Uh, I had seen the character called Knockers the Clown, where she yeah. would go and sit in people's birthday cakes, and that activated it for me. And then I went to a dungeon and just started scening with my um, my circus pony girl, and we just had a fucking blast. It was like six hours the first night, and it was all balloon animals and licking whipped cream off of clown cocks and clown shoes, and there was like paddling with rubber chickens and. So like, my question to you is like, there's, you know, lead, leading the, the clown group on FetLife, I see a lot of different input as to the type of clown people have, uh, like what they actually enjoy. What are your favorite implements to use? Um, I really love, well, obviously my rubber chicken. He's great <laughs> for actually for, a for camming right now. I have my setup where he, um, Plucky is hung up with a noose and people are like, why do you have the rubber chicken? It's like, well, can't you see? He's a choking chicken. <laughs> it, it usually takes a minute, but then they'll, they'll get a chuckle or be like, you're just really weird. <laughs> um, but I really like, uh, I like painting people up really. So like, you know, the clown makeup, the rubber chicken, sometimes I'll get the juggling balls in there. You know, like Ken was saying, people do clowns for different reasons. Mm -hmm. I like the, I don't know, the playfulness of it. Ken really likes the, sometimes the sinister BDSM dynamic. Yeah. What do you get? Like, what's your angle? What's your clown angle? What's your motivation? Your clowny motivation? Like, I feel like I can do anything. Like, um, like I know, like no, nobody can touch me when I'm in like the clown makeup. Like, just. And nothing can hurt me. I mean, you know, in like the non-sexy way. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I also do like I, the, the people that are afraid of clowns. Like if somebody's like really, really afraid, I get a little bit of like wicked sadistic streak of that, that they're as terrified as they are. Like, for example, I had this one model. Well, I'll just say her name. She's fine with it. <laughs> um, Bailey Page. She's this adorable short little thing tiny tiny gal and uh she is absolutely terrified of clowns like all she had to see in my closet was a polka dot shirt and she started to freak out and i was like bailey uh can i just can i do something and i was like this is like i will i'll give you the best aftercare ever but you have to trust <laughs> me and she's like okay <laughs> and so i put on i all i did was put on a foam nose i didn't put on makeup or anything i just put on a foam nose in front of her and she was like crying and shaking and trembling and it was so i was That's like so awesome. wet <laughs> 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 i was like oh this could be this could be evil <laughs> um so there's a little bit of evil <laughs> enjoyment uh but honestly I, I like most just being silly and making people smile and you know if i can make them come and make them laugh at the same time then that's even better for you is it mostly uh, like a, a bdsm you know dom sub dynamic or is it just like fun clown sex dynamic um probably more the the fun clown sex i mean the there can definitely be some bdsm to it but for me um I guess, like, I, I, I developed an interest in BDSM before I was ever interested in, like, sex 
with anybody, like male or female or whatever. Like it just, it all, it all, cause the way I grew up, like just sex always just seemed incredibly serious and didn't really seem like fun at all. And, yeah. um, so I got like into, and it developed an interest in kink and BDSM and stuff. And then like that seemed really fun. But then when I like met other people that were into it, like they took it really seriously. And I was like, Oh no, this is like church. What is wrong with this? And so then I was thinking, well, what if a clown did BDSM? And like that just seemed too perfect. So nice. kind of built that from makes, that, if that makes any sense. And were your BDSM friends like, what the fuck? Yes. Or were they cool with it? <laughs> They're like, no, why would you do this? <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. I, and I know people have heard me talk about this before, but the very first time that I did uh, a clown scene in a BDSM club, I had a guy in a Nazi outfit <laughs> tell me that I, you know, that wasn't a real fetish and I couldn't do it. I'm like, wait a minute, you're sitting here wearing a Nazi outfit telling me that I can't wear a clown outfit. So I spent the rest of the, the rest of the night making balloon swastikas and oh God, stepping behind him. It was fucking hilarious. And then I would <laughs> like jack off onto my circus pony girl as we were riding behind him, like goose stepping and pretending. It, it, we drove him out of the club, which I think is kind of awesome. Yeah, that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> Without actually breaking any club rules or harassing yeah. him too much, just like <laughs> mocking him, just like I've seen every fucking you know. And I genuinely have a hatred of mimes. I don't. I, I'm never going to get over it. I'm sorry, Sonny, but. I just uh, want to fucking punch him. Okay, Quinn, do you, you've heard the the mime clown like they hate each other. You've yeah, heard about yes, this, I've right? Yes, I've heard of this. I don't so, understand it, but you don't understand it. Like so I you, think some mimes are really hot. So okay, thank you. Are you also bi? Are you bime? Are you bime? <laughs> do you do both clown and mime? <laughs> hey, I can make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally a bime. I'm bime. <laughs> you know what it was? I actually had a really bad experience with a mime in Paris. I'm not going to lie. Oh my God. I, <laughs> it all stems from one one mime on the Champs d'Elysees that I got into a fist fight with. And he was sitting there mocking me and I didn't understand what miming was. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. And he's like, you know, like yelling at me in French. So he, it, he, it was ugly. It, it wasn't. And I wasn't dressed as a clown. I just. I don't like fucking I mimes. wish someone got that mime fight on cell phone video. <laughs> yeah, that would be the best. <laughs> that or the time when I was dressed as a clown chasing the pig down uh, like Michigan Avenue. That was that was kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so now that Ken's speaking of public embarrassing clown things, I mean, you you often you know you do clowning in private and you do it for camming and whatnot. Have you ever had any public clown? I don't know, fun times or mishaps? Um, well, I also, I mean, along with, like, adult clowning and stuff, I do go to, like, I do go to conventions, um, like, not just, you know, porn conventions or whatever, because um, I am a cosplayer also. Uh, but occasionally I'll, I'll take, like, the clown character, one of the clown characters and go to, um, like, horror conventions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get that, like, people are either creeped out or they think it's cute. Um, as far as, like mishaps or anything um i don't really know not really a mishap but i thought this was kind of adorable i was at a uh i was at a horror convention and this couple like were kind of you know kind of looking at me and i couldn't tell if it was just because like oh they liked my outfit or something or they just they whatever being flirty (laughs) but they kind of get they like motion for me to come over and i'm just like you know staying in character i'm like hi how are you And, and they're like Miss Quinn, we both love your videos, and we've got them together and watched them, and it's made our relationship so much hotter. And I'm like, oh, you know, and I was just, that was out in public, and that was, you know, I <laughs> I gave them a hug, and <laughs> it was Aww. pretty adorable. <laughs> That's awesome. So we just got to hear your clown voice. All right. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk clown persona. Because I know for a lot of people, that's part of the appeal, too, because you get to be somebody totally different. So do you have a separate clown name as you do than just your Miss Quinn name? Um, no, I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a, well, I have like three different clowns, but they all answered to uh, to Clowny Quinn. And um, <laughs> like there's the ringleader, there's the slut clown, and then there's purple clown. But they all answer to Clowny Quinn, so. Oh, do they all have the same voice? Yes. And what? Can you give us some clown voice? Because it was really cute. I want to hear it more. Oh well, thank you. You should come to the fetish circus sometime, Sunny. It's been an awfully long time since I've seen the two of you. We should definitely get together sometime real soon. I think, yeah. Oh my God, you have the That's cutest so clown hot. voice. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so wait, I have a question. Has anyone ever asked you? 
for clown phone sex? Like, do you say really dirty things in your clown voice? <laughs> yes. Um, I'm, well, I do a lot, of, I do a lot of camming. Um, the, the one campsite that I do work on does have a phone, the phone option as well. And, um, yeah, occasionally if I'm in clown makeup, people will want it. Like sometimes people will want it, want the clown voice when I'm not in the clown makeup and I, I don't do that. <laughs> really? It's like you have to be full clown to clown voice? That's just where I feel comfortable. I mean, obviously I can do it, but like, you know, if, if you're not in clown makeup, it does kind of sound like another kind of voice and yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just not it really for me like, I, I in that my, context you know, yeah i don't get my clown voice on unless i'm actually i don't get the creamy voice on unless i'm actually creamy it is part of it is like a headspace thing like you you don't really feel full clown until you're like no until i have the grease paint on and i can smell it and i'm i'm all powdered up and i have every like all the gear is on i don't feel like i'm creamy not until that point huh Interesting. All right. So you said you have the slutty clown and like these different clown personas. So tell me what each clown persona is, like what differentiates them and and like what you get out of it and why you like each persona. Okay. Um, well, the ringleader is more dominating, um, more dominating, sadistic. Uh, the slut clown is... Well, <laughs> a bit. A bit more I couldn't for, even uh, imagine more, more traditional fucking <laughs> clown, right? <laughs> and a uh, purple clown is a bit more circusy, I guess, like more slapstick, silly kind of. If that uh, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, I just I love all three of them so much. Um, just different parts of me that I wish I could be all the time. <laughs> So when you're camming, mm-hmm. how, like how do you always cam as a clown or is it just like, you know, special occasion, oh, like no. sometimes you're clown? Yeah, it's, it's just special occasions. Um, unfortunately, I've had so many people. Um, I used to do it very regularly, what I would call um, sex clown Sundays, where it was every Sunday that I would do the clown makeup for a few hours. Uh-huh. And um, I would usually film like clown porn that day as well. And uh, like, unfortunately, the last like year and a half or so, I've just, you know, life's kind of gotten pretty busy. I haven't been able to do that as often as I'd like. And so people will come in and be like, are you going to do the clown makeup, do the clown makeup? And I'm like, oh, sorry. Like, you know, I can't do that today. And <laughs> so many disappointed people come in on Sundays. Um, but <laughs> it's. Yeah, like I'll I'll do them uh, usually when I'm camming just because I don't um, it gets kind of warm with the lights so I don't really do the wig as much yeah uh, so I'll usually do like just slut clown on and but I do have like when I do cam I have all of my costumes available so it's like if people want to do clown I can still do it I'll just like you know pop a nose on or something instead of the full face do like half clown yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I had a question. So you do a, you do a ton of customs. Uh, you're doing content all the time. Uh, do you what is besides clowning? What is your next biggest fetish that you get involved with when it comes to filming? Oh, I really uh, personally, I really love like I've gotten really really into like monster stuff, like tr- transforming into different monsters. Oh, um, cool. I actually haven't like I watched quite a few of your. You know, I don't think I've ever seen you do a monster before. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which like what like so? Give us an example. What kind of like are you like, like vampires kind of thing? Year. Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> um, well, I I'm trying to think like what, what could to explain it. Um, the first monster character that I created, I actually haven't done it since I did this series of clips, but it was um, based off of my love for this Nickelodeon show uh, called Our Real Monsters, and. Uh, like, I wanted to turn into one of those monsters. I mean, obviously, I can't because those creatures are really strange. But, like, that was the first one I did. I did that in, like, 2015, so it's been a hot minute. But since then, I've created, like, a succubus character. I've created, uh, like, a Krampus character, which... Oh, that's really, awesome. you know, December, and I'm excited to do <laughs> to, to bring that yeah. character out again. And uh, the succubus is really fun. Um, I've... Uh, I did a clown, like a cross between a monster and a clown, which was really weird. Like the, I did like the weirdest makeup. I think I sent you guys a picture of it. It's uh, the with the horns and the oh yeah, the two different color, two different contacts, and yeah, that one was trippy. That one, that one actually was a clown that didn't talk. So I guess maybe it's technically some kind of mime clown monster, monster. mime. <laughs> Wait, monster mimes don't go whoa because mimes <laughs> don't talk. Mimes. Yeah. <laughs> 
so all right so you've got all of these different characters and you know this is very far from your typical mainstream sort of you know cam experience or you know porn experience this is what happens when a theater major becomes a pornographer Ah. (laughs) i tell you what my santa claus really wants to meet her krampus Yeah, that's my next favorite thing is like dressing up like Santa. That's why I have like the natural beard going. I'm trying to that's be fantastic. like all natural this Santa. Be a thing that happens. Yeah, right. Yeah, but is there really a big demand for this? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening going like, "What?" And I'm sure there's even more people listening pretending to go "What?" But really inside they're like, "Yeah, this is fucking hot." For like me personally, like the way I do a lot, like <laughs> for all the characters and stuff are for me. Like the reason why I did clown stuff in the very beginning was for me. I mean, I still, it's still for me, but I, you know, I looked, I remember looking at my partner and I was like, you know, I, I do really do want to explore the clown thing. Cause I've never been able to do it. And I, this is like a safe, fun, creative outlet for me to do this. And I don't care if it sells. And like, that is like the words that came out of my mouth. <laughs> and then, you know, few years down the line and like I realize like I find out that I'm not alone and there's people other people that like it too and like because I because I've I did it other people that like clowns started making porn too and like now there's so much clown porn there and I feel like I helped a little maybe yeah do you feel like you were like at the cutting edge of what I don't know I think one of my my friend Kitsy probably was (laughs) but a lot of people have come to me and said you know like, thank you for inspiring us. And I'm just like, that's, that's super awesome. Oh, you're like a founding clown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah f- founding clown. Clowning clown. <laughs> founding clown. I don't know. All right. So this started out as something that was in your head. And then you're like, I'm going to do it for camming. And then you realize people actually like it. So now I know you go to cosplay stuff, but do you go to like clown sex parties? Like, do you get to do this in person a lot or the dungeon or whatnot? Um, I, well, the last year or so, it's, it's, I've been a little, stay, stayed a little close to home just because of like, you know, personal life and things going on. But yeah, like I'll, I'll do, I'll go to, I'll have, um, like for my birthday this year, um, they put together a sexy party for my birthday. And, uh, <laughs> so, you know, I do have a get togethers with, with close friends and lovers <laughs> on occasion. <laughs> um, I would, I will hope to, to go out and about more within the coming year (laughs) in my clowny gear do you get people that see you out in clown like obviously if it's a clown party people know you're going to show up dressed as a clown yeah but have you ever gone to like a kind of a more generically themed sex thing and you're a clown and people are like get the fuck out show up in clown gear absolutely (laughs) like have you ever had anyone freak out like some people were like oh gosh please don't touch me get away So I just, you know, smile at them and blow them a kiss. <laughs> Aw, that's kind of sweet. You just, you kind of have to do that. They, a lot of people just, they're not expect, they're expecting to see a lot of fetishes out there. But I think that especially when we were first starting to get into it, it was so out of the ordinary at Dungeons. People just weren't. And then the people yeah. that like didn't, they were scared of clowns you know, just weren't very appreciative of it. Yeah. And I feel, I feel kind of bad. Like for me, if there's an event that's not specifically clown, I get really like, should I do clown? Because what if there's someone there that's like genuinely terrified? Okay. Wait a minute. What what about the person who's scared of dominatrixes that goes to the dungeon? Well, if you go into a dungeon (laughs) party and you're scared of dominatrixes, that's on you because you know, they're going to be there. That's like, if they were going to a clown party and they were scared of clowns, I'd be like, you went to a fucking clown party. What do you expect? But if they go to a dominatrix party expecting dominatrixes oh. and then there's clowns. Okay, but what if there's a priest clown. there? What if there's a nun? What if there's a Nazi? You know, Nazi. all of these. Yeah, the Nazi's a big problem. <laughs> oh, especially these days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But and I do see people dressed as fetishy nuns and priests, but you don't get the terror that you do for clowns. I beg to differ. Because you're scared of nuns. I I am scared of nuns. I'm scared to death of nuns. I've done that before. Clown nun? Yes, it's super hot. (laughs) Oh my god! Like I have the I have the jackhammer Jesus crucifix dildo, and yeah. Oh my gosh! (laughs) I just remembered. I got so much hate for that video too. 
Really? Like I got emails from Christians and Muslims and they were like, how could you do this? And this, like this one guy was like, he's like, you know, I'm a Muslim and, and you know, Jesus is not our, you know, our, our main guy. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. Of course, I can't remember exactly right. what he said, but I, I was like, <laughs> like, he's not our, you know, he's not our savior or whatever, but, but he's still important to us. And I'm really offended that you, you have, you did this. And I was like, wait a second. And I was like, aren't you like committing? So it's like, I, I can't, I think it's a called harem is like their, that's like their word for blasphemy or something. And, and he was like, oh yeah, it's really bad. And I'm just like, so why are you, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, pot kettle black. Me? Like, <laughs> Hello. Wow. Wow. Like yeah, I realized like, before getting too involved that he was probably just jacking off to the to my email. So I'm just like, okay, have a good life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So I have a question then. Have you noticed cuz like even Ken said like when we were clowning when it wasn't big. Now like clowning is, clown sex is trendy. Like everybody's yeah, I mean, doing everybody's it. I love a Pennywise now, which is totally yeah. fine with me. Like the new Pennywise was hot. Like he can drool all over my strap-on cock any day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yes. So do you think that people are getting more into clowning because they genuinely love it and, you know, the popularity has made it more accepted and okay? Or do you think they're just hopping on the clown bandwagon or hopping in the little clown car and piggy t- piggybacking off of our love of clown stuff? I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. Um, I, I think some people... I mean, because if you go on Instagram and you do hashtag like clown girl or something, there's so many (laughs) and uh, you see like comments and people are really people are freaked out, but they're also really into it. And it's, you know, fear. There is a definite excitement in fear. I mean, why do people go to horror movies all the time? You know, it's it's I think it's definitely a bit of both getting jumping on the bandwagon and (laughs) some genuinely like it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I give a skeptical eye to some clowns. I'm like, oh yeah, I can get into I'm, I'm clowning. Jaded. I feel like seven, seven right? and a half years. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. Six, almost seven years into this business, and yeah, I've become a bit jaded. But those yeah. clown posers. <laughs> I still have fun. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I think there's room for everybody. There really there's is room there's, for clown posers. <laughs> there's room for clown posers. There's you know, as long as people are having fun with it in some capacity, yeah. I think it's a good thing. That's true. Hey, psst, did you know? American Sex Podcast has a Patreon page? Becoming a Patreon member is a great way to show your support for this podcast. It works kind of like, I don't know, funding for National Public Radio or how PBS works. If you appreciate our work and the fact that we provide it to the world free of charge, then you can help support it. And as a member of our Patreon family, you'll be eligible for nifty, cool rewards like bonus episodes, surprises in the mail, and more. Oh, and you'll get all of our episodes early, bonus stories from guests, and access to our private Patreon feed. So you're thinking about it? You want to know more? Check out all the details at patreon.com slash americansex. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash American sex. So now you're also doing something because, you know, obviously, you know, camming aside from clown but is is your thing. And you're doing some sort of like cam girl camp or something. What is this? Yes, I am. I, uh, oh my goodness. So I've been talking about this for about two years now with like the people close to me and I've mentioned it. I mentioned it in February of this year on Twitter, just to get kind of an idea of models that would be interested. Um, see, like I mentioned, I've been doing this for almost seven years now. And I, you know, this, as fun as this job is, and as like as many people that I've met through it, through making videos and specifically camming, um, it is a very isolating job. And, you know, it, a lot of us that, we, you know, we do work from home and a lot of people have like, you know, different anxieties and all sorts of things. And it's, it's good for us to have friendships. And I want, I want this to be a community building experience. So I'm putting together, I'm hosting an event that I'm calling Cam Girl Camp. And it's for webcam models to, we're going to get together over a weekend and it's going to be at my home because uh, I just recently moved and I have a uh, plenty of space and I'm going to, I'm going to set up uh, 
tents and we'll have a campfire and uh, share stories and have s'mores. And <laughs> um, oh, there's man. actually not going to be any camming at Cam Girl Camp. It's just going to be an event for us to make friendships and get closer together. Like I'll have um, some, you know, talks and uh, some different models who want to share like their experiences and advice on if like for example if it's if the person is okay to do this like to sh- to come out to be able to come out to their friends or their families or their you know lovers about like their job if they're you know really worried about you know wanting to do that um also like how to how to navigate <laughs> still being a cam model when you're not no longer in your late teens or early 20s and like how your niche changes and um, how to date <laughs> new people when you have a job like this and like th- that sort of thing. Um, yeah, that's absolutely amazing. Are you doing stuff on technology as well? Um, I have a, a model who is partners with someone who runs a very, uh, a smaller webcam, um, site and I may have him give a talk. Uh, but since I do kind of want this to focus on, you know, the ladies. <laughs> right. pro- I don't know if um, if I'll have him there specifically, but I do have um, like I have that option available um, for him to talk about like the back, you know, the behind the scenes sort of thing. Um, right. So it sounds like it's more I don't know like support group, emotional support, retreaty as opposed to like a business conference oh, intense. Y- yeah, like, <laughs> absolutely. Feelings involved. Um, I or an intense time. business conference. <laughs> <laughs> I Sorry, will have I had to make a, a funny specific joke. time for um, for us to be able to shoot videos together if we would like, like some trade uh-huh. content or something. Um, but I, I do want the focus to be on, you know, friendship building community. Um, I do actually have the dates that I'm going to be doing this. If I, yeah. if I could share that, that'd be okay. Absolutely. Because I know there's someone listening who's like, I need this in my life. So yes. listen up, grab your uh, pens oh, right and, now. And what's the location as well? Oh, it'll be in, a, well, I'll have more, like, more specific details on the location very, very soon after the holidays are over. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's going to be in Orlando, Florida. And um, it's going to be February the weekend of the 15th through the 17th and the tickets are going to be 150 and that's going to include three meals um, and as well as tents um, to, to set up. And there's going to be, if it is going to be a rain or shine event. So if for whatever reason, if it's raining, then I, um, it'll just be, it will just, you know, camp out in my, my big ass living room. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's plenty of space and um, areas. There are 10 spots available at this time. And uh, for more details about this, I'll have more specific details. Just uh, everybody pay attention to my Twitter, uh, which is that Miss Quinn, Quinn with one N. And I'm going to have in for more information about that very, very soon after the holidays. Cool. And yeah, and, and for those listening along, we're going to have all of Quinn's uh, social media information and whatnot in the show notes at americansexpodcast.com. And we follow each other on Twitter. We've been following each other for years. So when I see you start posting, I'll start retweeting some of that stuff. Um, So if some of my listeners forget by then, it can jog their memories. So that's really, really cool. Like, do you find, you know, because the cam performers that I am familiar with are the ones that, are doing well. You know, they're, they have great social media presence. They have good business acumen. They're, they're, they're working this business for themselves very well. However, I'm sure there are lots of people that get into camming and they come across all of the problems, you know, a lot of which you're going to be addressing during your weekend. Mm-hmm. So what, if you were to just, I don't know, pull a random number out of your ass or out of your clown pants or whatever, um, what would you say is like, I don't know, the turnover rate of people that try it and then are like, I have no support. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't know where to find resources. I'm done. Like, is that most people? This, this is, might shock you a bit. Um, the average lifespan, like I, I know this because I'm very uh, close with some tech people on the website that I do work on. The uh-huh. average lifespan for the new cam model is two weeks <gasps> uh, because they think it's going to be very fast, very easy money. And I mean, yeah, not like the fact that I've been doing this as long as I have is kind of, you know, like some people would be like, oh, that's weird. Like it's, you know, some of us are, some of us are lifers. (laughs) 
Right. Or, you know, I, I, have, I don't know how long I'm going to be doing this, but I don't plan on quitting anytime soon. Um, but it's, you know, it's not, I mean, any type of sex work I, I imagine isn't, isn't necessarily, you know, easy money, but it, I, I've had doubts, you know, going like with this, with the cam girl camp idea, like originally, like I, it took me a while to actually be public about it because I'm like, well, who am I? I'm not like a huge name as far as camming goes. I'm very sick to myself. I don't, you know, I don't do huge shows and this, all this craziness. I'm like, who am I to do this? And I was like, that's not why I want to put cam girl camp together. It's not about me at all. It's not about me like sharing my wisdom of how to be like the most amazing cam girl or anything like that at all. It's because I want to give something back to the community and I want to build strong friendships within this community. And I think that's incredibly important. And cause there's just, you know, there's so much competition and there's so, like I said, it's so isolating. And I just think that's really important. And I feel like I can give that, I can at least have a place. I can provide a place to build those relationships for other people as well. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. What are, I would say, let's say three things that you would tell a new perspective cam performer that they should know or be aware of when they get into camming that they may not even think of. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, from like a technical aspect, you want to have a, you want to have some good lighting. <laughs> um, you want to have a pretty decent internet connection, which, you know, you, there's a good amount of, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta put some money into it before you can make it. And that's kind of just yeah. the way it is. Um, there's a level of privilege to that, but you know, take it or leave it. Uh, decide as far as what kind of shows you want to do, you have to, you decide what you will not do and stick to that. Like no amount of money, like don't, you know, you have to stick to it because if you can't, like, if you like, Oh, I don't want to do this unless this amount of money, like, no, you have to decide concrete what you do not want to do and stick to that no matter how much money somebody promises you like that's just you have to you know because if you're going to do this you know it's you know feeling comfortable in what you're doing every day if you start doing stuff that you hate just for a few bucks like a few bucks is not worth it if you have to stay on a few extra hours because you know to make those those more bucks that you could make you shouldn't compromise yourself and i just because i don't think it's healthy i don't think it's healthy for someone like in, in any job really if you're going to do something that you absolutely hate like that's i feel like with this job and when you can be your own boss you can set your own hours you have this freedom like take advantage of that you know you know, also there's something to be said as, a, you know, for me as a consumer, watching you do clown porn organically is a, you, you automatically have this enthusiasm and mm. it shows in your performances that this is a fetish that you have that you like to do as opposed to something that you have to do. And mm. that, you yeah. know, that's, that's one of the things that I think people keep coming back to you for again and again and again, because it's something you genuinely love. So I think that's great advice that you're giving people just so that they can embrace the things that they dr truly enjoy about this because there's, you know, and I, and I've heard it said, if you embrace three things that you are really good at, no matter what it is, mm -hmm. um, no matter what field you're in, that if you focus on just those three things that you will naturally uh, sort of extend yourself and do good content and whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Those listening who are thinking about getting into camming, uh, A, not as easy as it sounds. B, listen to what Quinn has to say. And C, get your ass to cam girl camp. But <laughs> speaking of you loving being a clown, genuinely, I have noticed recently that I've been seeing you on the YouTubes. Yes. And you're not doing like sex things on the YouTubes. No, you're doing like, you know, general audience stuff. But it's kind of cool because I haven't seen this side of you. So tell us what you've been doing on YouTube. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for <laughs> for taking a peek at that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So last year, I it was right before the new It movie came out. And um, I had decided like I had wanted to do something on YouTube for a while because um, I had I I liked I really love watching like movie reviews and stuff and um, different things and I was like I always kind of want to do something with YouTube like not necessarily to make money from it just because I've always thought that it was fun like I genuinely like watching people do stuff on YouTube and uh, I had done two reviews for the Fifty Shades movies with some friends with well two two friends of mine and. 
I, you know, I was thinking about it and I was like, well, you know, because I had avoided so like because there's so much clown horror movies out there and I had never seen any of them, like with the, with the exception of it. Uh, the the, the mini series, and because oh, everybody yeah. would be like, "Oh, do you like scary clown movies or whatever," and I just just never watched them because I thought they were stupid, and I was just like, "No, this isn't a thing." Like, and I was like, "Well, what if I watch them as my clown and my clown reviews the movies instead of?" So just to say, like, with my reviews, they are not like, "Oh, Quinn, a thought out review." It is my clown that is reviewing the movie. <laughs> And the clown gets distracted with other things. So, <laughs> just want to clarify. <laughs> so what does the clown get distracted with? Like how ex- how amazing the clowns themselves are rather than the actual movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this rubber chicken, you should have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I will say that um, I have watched some terrible movies, but I've also found some hidden gems. And I've become like kind of Twitter friends with some of the actors in these movies. What? Like and it's so cool. <laughs> Spill the details right now. What movies, what well, actors tell, I want to hear. Tell me that you got a hell of Bob Cat Goldthwait for uh, for his portrayal of Shakes. Like that, that's what I haven't got a hold of them yet, but I did see that movie recently for the first time and I really enjoyed it. Um yeah, so I will say that because uh, it started with it started with clown horror movies, right? So I, I watched like a whole lot of those and um other people were recommending me like different books and um and different you know, not just horror movies, uh, but different clown movies for me to watch. So it, it's it's kind of expanded like not just clown horror, but just clown media. Um or, or clown related, like some some stuff I was duped, <laughs> and so, so I've noticed that there's a few movies that I've seen that have <laughs> not had. There's no clowns in them, but it, but they they what? lure me in with like claiming to be a circus movie and just ah. But it it's still been a fun adventure. Um, <laughs> movies uh, that have really stuck out for me that I've watched this year and last year so far. Um, oh my goodness. Um, one specifically that's really the the actor is very um he'll talk to a lot of fans and he's very engaging on his social media is the clown from terrifier the clown and, and um the clown also that clown also appears in all hell is eve but the actor who played him in terrifier the clown is called art art the clown and he's he's a silent clown and he's just fantastic and the, the actor is really really awesome too he has a youtube page um, the cl- the actor who plays the uh, the clown in Terrifier is David H. Uh, Thornton, and oh. I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, but he's just fantastic. Um, that movie that movie is extremely extremely gory. So if you're not really into gore, <laughs> you might wanna... And is it like is it something that we have to rent or is it on Netflix? Like where? Oh, Terrifier is on Netflix right now. I believe. Okay. Um, I think it's also on Amazon. Um, let's see. Let's see what other movies. Cool. Yeah. And do people even rent movies anymore? Did I just date myself? Did I oh, go no, back I, to the I'll 90s? Rent okay. Amazon for a few days sometimes. Like they do it electronically. Yeah. Oh, wow. So wait, I have a question. Do do your movies that you're reviewing, are you reviewing in like, does it have to be clown stuff the entire length or can it be like, there's a 10 minute clown segment, but it's really cool. Like uh, yes, Octopussy in the James I'll, Bond series. I'll allow those too. Yeah. Um, I, I did end up seeing one of the, uh, one like that. It was an anthology film, and it only about half an hour of it was clown. <laughs> so I was I fast forwarded it to the clown. <laughs> and yeah, I saw, I want to say I've seen one or two of your reviews. I'm like, this is really cute. I like this. And so are you getting? You know, obviously you're getting a response from you know, the people in the damn movies oh, on yeah, Twitter. Absolutely. Um, I'm sorry. Too, I just got distracted. I started. I was looking no. at stuff and started. To- um, yeah, like some of the, the people in the movies have commented on my YouTube channel, uh, specifically <gasps> the, um, the people from Clown Motel, which uh-huh. they, they, from the, they, they took their, um, they, they filmed it in the actual Clown Motel that's near Vegas. Yeah. And, uh, it, it was the short film version is the one that I have seen. I haven't seen the full length feature yet because I didn't have a distributor. Um, or they, something, it's, it got pushed back a little bit. Um, and they contacted me and they thanked me so much for, for for uh, talking about their movie and uh, <laughs> so that was really exciting. Also, um, very recently I went to Spooky Empire, which is one of my favorite horror conventions. Uh, but I got to see the uh, 
the uh, premiere of the film Crepitus, which mm. stars Bill Mosley, who's a really awesome horror actor. And I got to I got to meet like the director and the writer and a few of the other people that were in the movie. I got to see the screening with them, and that was so cool. And they That's were very really very awesome. uh, excited about my review and posted it. And, and uh, the director were you like, actually contacted hello. me. Hello, were they like? There's an important clown critic in the audience. Everyone, <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Did you walk in like, yes, here I am, the clown reviewer? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, the director actually com- com- uh, contacted me through Instagram and thanked me for my review. And I was like, that's so awesome. <laughs> like, like, I'm just, I'll comment. I'm like, I'll write back. I'm like, thank you very much for, for watching. In my head, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> fan clown moment. Fan clown moment. That is really funny. That's cool. I'm going to keep watching out for, for your reviews now. And then I'm going to, I'm going to Twitter stalk you and be like, who are you talking to? What clowns are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Um, there was speaking of camming and Netflix movies, a uh, movie just came out which I did review as my as myself. Um, it's called it's uh, called the Cam, C A M, mm-hmm. and that just came out. It's about a webcam model. It's kind of like a uh, Twilight Zone episode or Black Mirror episode for the youngins, of, <laughs> of, uh, mm-hmm. of but it's for cam girls and it's about a webcam model who gets her likeness stolen and it's like kind of a mystery and it's. It's Ooh. really good. I definitely recommend I it. I want to say I saw uh, like a uh, trailer or something for that. That sounds familiar. It looked good. Yeah, it's, it, nice. was, it was really good. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it's weird. Like it, it ends kind of weird. But it's once again, it's not it's supposed to be kind of it's open ended. It's, it's like a Black Mirror Twilight Zone episode kind of thing. Um, so yes, clown reviews are so much fun. I'm also expanding a bit more like uh, having um, as myself reviewing because I, I do love movies and I'm um, kind of a movie snob, but doing it as the clown, I can take it, well, it's kind of silly to say, but I can take my, my snobbery of movies and take it less seriously and just have fun with it as the clown as well. So, But, you know, it doesn't sound silly to say, or maybe it's good that it sounds silly because we're talking about clowns, but really, it's because that's exactly the same thing with clown sex. It takes, like you were saying at the beginning of the interview, it takes the seriousness of the sexual encounter mm-hmm. and makes it where it's like we can be silly and let go of our inhibitions and just do whatever and not feel self-conscious or like we're not being so serious. So not silly at all. You just came full circle. Uh, <laughs> so... Speaking of coming full circle, for those who have listened, and maybe they were a little apprehensive at the clown sex part of the conversation, but are really digging like the movie and the horror, and then now maybe we've hooked them into like, you might want to try clown sex just for a minute, right, listener? Um, What is a tip? Let's say I'll give you imaginary scenario. There's a couple listening to the podcast right now. And at first they were like, clown sex is kind of weird, don't you think? And now towards the end of the interview, they're making eyes at each other like, Maybe we should try this. This actually sounds like it could be fun. So give me a couple tips for like this new couple trying clown sex for the first time. What should they get? What should they do? And how should they not feel silly doing this? (laughs) Uh, I recommend if you're wanting to be the clown, I guess. uh, What I really enjoy is if you want to just, you know, have just regular old sex, but as clowns. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> What's really fun is like painting each other's faces and to like this make your your face the art and then when you're having sex like try to smear as much of the makeup on each other as possible so you're kind of destroying the art while you have sex but then when you're done you've made some new art. That's so Banksy. I love that. Banksy the clown. <laughs> Maybe I don't have a good clown name. Maybe my name should be Banksy the Clown. Used, yes, you did. It used to be Lollipop the Clown. I, I wasn't really feeling it. I don't know why. It was so cute. Okay, then I'll keep being Lollipop. All right. Oh, well, we you want, but I... together. Oh, I don't really have a clown voice. I guess this is my clown voice. No, I don't know what's. I haven't clowned in so long. I don't remember my clown voice. Ken, my clown voice is pretty much my normal voice. Well, yeah. no, you have four or five like main voices that you do like. I? Every now and again, you do Ethel Merman kind of. Oh voice. yeah, see, I have. I guess I do have to get into it to get into so that. You're just like... going to confuse millennials because they have no idea who Ethel Merman is. <laughs> people, <laughs> people painting other people like clowns. I no. love it. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> on that note, <laughs> um, 
yeah, this has been a, a great conversation. Thank you, Thank you so, so much, much for opening up to us. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. Of course. And again, you know, listeners, all of that information about Clown Camp and all of Quinn's social media camp. information. Cam Camp, honey. Oh, I just said Clown Camp. <laughs> you said Clown Camp. Hey, although, although Clown wait. Camp would be just as awesome. Yes. Because you know what? I would totally go to Clown Camp. Is there any Clown Camp in your future? Maybe. <laughs> all right. Maybe. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Maybe we'll have another episode telling you all about Clown Camp one day. All right. Anyway, thank you so much. This has been a blast. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag PsyChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.